Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jada, Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across new and pre-owned petrol, diesel, LPG, plug-in hybrid and electric Renault, Dacia and Opel range. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie. You're all very welcome to Late Lunch this Friday afternoon. It's straight to business today because I have somebody really special waiting on the line. Leo Sayer, I cannot believe I'm speaking to you today. (laughs) One of my idols from the 70s and beyond. Thank you for joining me on the show. It's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. I feel like a local lad talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? You better tell them straight off. You are someone who's very familiar with the North East here in Ireland, especially Navin. Yeah, my mother's family uh, all come from Fermanagh. My mother was born just outside in a skillen, kind of a little place called Florence Court on Loch And then most of the family graduated to the northeast, yeah, Navan and, and a part of the family were in Cavan as well. The youngest sibling of my mother, my youngest uncle, was Uncle Hugh, and he used to run the post office in Navan. So, so it, look, it's, it's all local, you know. And every time I come to Ireland and do a tour, my God, I have so much family that come to see me because it's a very large family. A lot of brothers and sisters, big, big family, lots of cousins, and they all turn up, you know, cousins and second cousins, and it's fantastic. I love it when I come over. You know, I'm sure there are people listening to us today who remember Huey. He was the postmaster at Blackcastle Post Office in Navin, and he only passed away at, at a great age. He was a great age recently. He was, he was. He lasted very, very well. But all of, the, all of the siblings did. I think my mother died, she was just under 80, I believe, when she died. And she had uh, another sister who'd come over to England, Auntie Mary as well. Mary lasted longer than her, her sister. And um, I, th- I think everyone else has gone, unfortunately. Hugh was the last one. Mm. Longevity in the family, oh, that's encouraging, isn't it, Leo Sayer, for you? Yes, the it, many it, years. It is. It's a it's a good sign, you know. And I've still got all my hair, and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a fighting fit, seventy three. Now let's talk about you and your career, because yeah. I mentioned I am a fan and have always been. And I was just <laughs> reminding myself of how big you were, Leo Sayer. Your first seven singles, all in the top ten in the UK. And what about that yeah. year? You'll never forget seventy. Seven, you make me feel like dancing, and when I need you, successive number ones in the UK and the United States. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing is in my career, I had so many different bites of the cherry because when we started off, 
1973 and David Courtney and I were writing the songs and Adam Faith, the pop singer and actor, was my manager. I was with this very dynamic team with David and Adam, especially Adam. And we just hit the ground running. I mean, a lot because Adam could pull strings and um, had an incredible influence on on everybody he met. So he used his charisma and charm and fame to, to, to put me where I was, you know. And little things happened like Roger Daltrey recorded for The Who recording my, my uh, his first solo album was full of my songs with David. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had a lot of we had a lot of luck and a lot of really good position and then that lasted for about three albums in the UK and little forays into America. And then I hit the America America's big time, I guess, in nineteen seventy six with Endless Flight album and When I Need You and You Make Me Feel Like Dancing, followed by Thunder in My Heart and um a few more albums out there. I went to live out there in America as well, you know, and things have still happening for me now you know so i've been incredibly lucky but i guess if i could analyze it i'd have to say it's because we had good songs oh for sure great songs wonderful songs may i say they resonate so much today as they always did and will forever in the future but when you look leo at the business today and where it's gone from those Mm. wonderful times in the 70s and 80s and into the 90s it's an entirely different world today yeah, you just have to accept that it's different, though. And, and, and legends still, I mean, look at the reaction to, to the lovely Charlie Watts, who was such a mm. wonderful gentleman as well as an amazing musician. But look how much loved people are, you know, when we lose our heroes. Um, they live on, don't they? And, and arguably, yeah. you know, people like Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, say Billy Joel, they're still as big as they ever were. Brian Wilson, you know, people, they're still working. They're still able to do it. Look at Mick Jagger doing it in fine style still. And, and I think that, that that music goes on. I don't know. A lot of people say we've lost something, but I don't think we've lost a lot because I think the legends can still do it. And the weird thing is, and here's the, here's the cracker of the whole thing, you do actually get better as you get older. You might lose some of your faculties phys- physically, but there's no reason why you shouldn't be more experienced and better at humming that tune and singing that tune, you know. And that's what I've found as I've gone on, that I've, I've actually found I've grown into this job. Isn't that interesting? And it is true. Experience, you can't buy it, but life teaches you and as you travel along the road of your career. But here's the thing I want to say to you. I miss Top Mm -hmm. of the Pops on Thursday nights. I miss going (laughs) to the record store and leafing through the vinyls. Mind you, they're coming back, as you know. But you know what? I miss the Late Late Show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's still going too with a new host. No, I know, but it's... Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yes. It, 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 yes. We we all have. I think we all have magical, nostalgic memories of of parts of our youth that really go with the film of the time, the book of the time, the record of the time. You know, and we use these milestones, as it were, as as those iconic moments that we go back to. And I I honestly have to say, when I tour and come over to places like Ireland. Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. Um, when I come over and people start, you know, you go into a concert and they know every single song and they sing every line and every word. You know that though those songs that you've produced um, and written and sung are the milestones of people's lives, and that's very, very touching. It's incredible. It gives me such energy back as well. 
Oh, it's great to hear. And I know what you're talking about. Sure, I'm an old singer yeah. in the audience myself uh, when I go along and <laughs> to the, see the likes of yourself and the legends and heroes of, of other eras. But look, on a personal note, you, you were born, of course, in the UK, a lot of family in yeah. Ireland. You mentioned you went to live in America for a time. Now you are in Australia since 2005 yeah. and you're a Aussie citizen. <laughs> I guess I've always liked being in exile somewhere. Um, I, I kind of, I mean, I enjoyed my time in America because it was just, you could look back on the UK or, or Europe or Ireland or, or, or something and just sort of look at it from afar and know how to deal with it. And, and of course, if you lived abroad, as I do now, coming back to Ireland and to England is Oh, it's even more special than if I was around all the time. You know what I mean? There's a certain magic to it. So I kind of, and also Australia, I've got to say, is the most incredible place to live. I mean, we've got so much space here. Uh, Even though we're not dealing with the COVID thing with restrictions uh, very, very well, uh, a bit of a mess up there. We, 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 we do have the space that we can kind of, that can make us feel healthy and safe, you know, um, and and it's all there to be found. It's a great country for that. But look, I, I love coming back because it's very special. I mean, I, I I love visiting the places of my youth again. And I love coming back and meeting audiences that I would have seen, say, three years ago, you know. Um, so that's very special. You know, you mentioned health there and two things come to mind, uh, you know, our financial health and our personal health. And you have had your moments and challenges through the years, Leo. And I have to say, you've come through, you know, you've been hit financially, (laughs) you've been hit with health as well. But here you are at 73 and you mentioned a moment ago to me, you're hale and hearty. Well, I think as long as you can work, you can get through anything, you know, and as long as the voice keeps going and... I can still play the harmonica and I can still write songs, then I'm always going to have a career. So Mm. I think you end up having faith in that, although I've had some awful moments and some terrible rip-offs in my career and moments when it's looked like, oh, God, we can't get out of this one. And then all of a sudden everything picks up again. And again, I'd say it's really because the songs have a, a kind of magic that pulls me along. And I have, I've got, I'm one of those extraordinary artists as well that a lot of people don't know the, the, they don't know the singer as much as they know the song. And that's happened all over the world. You know, everybody knows the song and then they go, oh, that's Leo. That was one of yours. You know, quite frequently I, I do a concert and people say, I didn't know you wrote that one. So it's, it's, it's kind of, and, and it's not a bad thing because it means I've always got something else to prove. And that keeps me hungry and that makes me want to prove things. But deeper than that, Leo, you know, you mentioned the songs that pull you along. But you, what have you got? You know, you've proved to be resilient. You've proved to be able to have that thing called bounce back ability. What's the secret? Oh, I'm just I'm just still hungry to prove myself. I don't know what it is. It's some worm I've got inside me that still (laughs) wants to be recognized. It's not an ego thing. In the way that, you know, it would be like a star ego kind of thing. I, I don't feel that. Um, I've never really felt, I've enjoyed being famous, but I've never really felt the need or the, or the lust to be famous, you know. But I still want to prove myself and I still know I've got so much music in me and I'm still trying to prove it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I don't rest on my laurels. 
I'm always thinking ahead. I've got another album on the way very soon, which is me singing lots of Beatles songs. It's going to be called Northern Songs and coming out later in the year. And, and, and it's that that motivates me, you know, what, what I've just done or what I'm working on at the moment. So I don't know. I've never been one who let rests on his laurels, you know. I, I, I want to keep on proving it. And I, I, I still think I've got an even better album in me all the time. Leo, you mentioned the situation, well, we're all experiencing it all over the world yeah. since COVID struck. You had to hightail it out of Ireland in March 2020. Yep. Well, that's the last show I... I mean, I have a band here in Australia as well that I work with. I've got a band in England. But honestly, that was the last show I did with a band was in Limerick, uh, in March, and all of a sudden the Irish government quite rightly said that no gatherings could go on above 200 people. So the next night we were on the way to Cork, um, so we just had to hightail it to the airport. And the thought was, with, with me getting back to England and the band all getting back to England, let's get Leo back to Australia as soon as possible because I could have been stuck. Um, so it was really sad. We had to curtail the tour. Pat Egan is the promoter, and we're trying to schedule the rest of the shows for next year. That's the plan, because we've still got uh, Belfast to do, uh, Dublin, and Cork uh, still to do. And, and I don't want to miss those shows, because I love playing over there. And we may be able to add a few more as well, you know, to, to sweeten the deal, I think. Um, there's a few other places we could play, you know. Should be around about September, October time. And I think there will be over all of this by then. I mean, the, the, the prognosis over here is that we'll get flying internationally uh, sometime around January. Yes. I think before then, it's pretty hopeless, really. I mean, everybody over here, the bands, everybody in the arts has basically given up this year. Uh, we've just got to look on next year. They get moving again. And, and, and we've got to be healthy. We've got to stay safe and we've got to try and save as many lives as possible. It's absolutely imperative at the moment. It, become, it comes before music or sport or anything. It does indeed, Leo. Well said. I'm just thinking here, I'm looking at the uh, title of the show. It's brilliant. The show must go on 50th anniversary tour. <laughs> you can change the second part of the title to the third anniversary of the 50th anniversary <laughs> tour. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I know. It look, it's like the Rolling Stones. It will go on forever. I mean, you know, I, I was reading a very interesting article about Mick Jagger and he says, look, he said the hardest thing we, do, we have is to think of what to call the next tour. <laughs> For <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm still... My full faculties, the last time we played, you know, we were getting incredible reaction. Uh, as I say, I've got a band here in Australia and a band in the UK, and they're all chafing at the bit. We're, we're just dying to get back to work, you know, and um, I think I'm singing as well as ever. So, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to pick it all up. It's, it, it, this is a hiccup at the moment, and which the whole world is going through. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm nicely busy. I've got my own studio here, so I've got plenty to get on with. Um, uh, but, as I say, we're chafing at the bit to come back, so apologise, please, for me to everybody there. We, we, we just got caught in a, in a trap uh, of COVID, and, and we've just got to pick it up again next year. No need to, Leo. We all understand, because we're all in yeah. the same boat. But may I say, uh, the, the voice tells us that you're in fine <laughs> fine form and that will translate into the singing as well when you do come back to entertain us yeah, again yeah. You know? no, and, no uh, I mean I, I've just been singing some stuff today yeah. and I'm amazed that I can still make the high notes we're, we're trying to make a, a remix of one of the early songs Easy to Love um, from 1977 which was a bit of a hit in America and it's all falsetto and I was absolutely amazed that I was still able to sing the falsetto because I had to do a new vocal for it so 
um, that, was, that was a good test. And I was thinking, boy, I've still got the voice. I can still get there 44 years before, oh, yes. you know, recorded the original version. Oh, fantastic. But look, I'm going to sign off today with this one. Yeah, and I know sure. it's a difficult one for you. It's like asking somebody who is their favourite child or to pick one with your repertoire of music and huh. songs. Leo Sayre is the one that you'd say, you know something, I love it more than Annie. Well, I think giving it all away, the song that has the words Just a Boy inside it, you know, and it was the song that Roger Daltrey recorded um, as his first single, solo single, out of The Who, and became a hit for him. And it's a song that's always meant something to me because it's a song of determination. You know, you've maybe sold yourself thin, and I felt that I had at the start of my career. I felt that I'd given it all away, but I was not going to stand for it any longer. A little bit like the Who's won't get fooled again, I suppose, but there I was saying, you know, I was just a boy giving it all away, but I know better now. Well, Leo Sayre, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to one of my idols from my youth and it's just (laughs) great to hear you're keeping so well. Look forward to seeing you back in Ireland and we're going to finish out today with Leo Sayre's pick from his vast repertoire giving it all away. Leo, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. So I picked up my shoes And got up and walked away Oh, I was just a boy Giving it all away Well, taught and failed Now all I can say is I threw it all away Oh, I was just a boy Giving it all away Sail away Leo Sayre and giving it all away yes what a lovely lovely song that is and the man you heard him himself saying it was his pick as his favourite song of all time from his vast repertoire it's only when you dig into Leo Sayre and uh, his music my word he had some run of hits he really had and wrote and Put together some wonderful lyrics and music and isn't he sounding chirpy? And he, I mentioned there he's the full head of hair still. He has indeed and he's gagging to get back on the road again like most musicians and to pick up on that Irish tour and celebrate his 50 years in the music business. We wish him well and thank him for joining us on Late Lunch this afternoon. I was thrilled to have him with us on the show. I'm sure he brings back memories to many of you listening to us this afternoon. Now you need these numbers. You do for a couple of reasons. I'm going to tell you I have a little giveaway uh, shortly on the show. But first, your riddle on Friday. So the numbers you need to answer the riddle is 086-1800-658. You must WhatsApp or text me. That's 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text Can you solve the riddle on Friday on late lunch? Listen carefully. When I'm used, I'm useless. When offered, nearly always rejected. In desperation, I'm often expressed. What am I? One more time. Okay, one more time. Have a listen. When I'm used, I'm useless. When offered, nearly always rejected. In desperation, I'm often expressed. 
What am I? Your answers, please. 086-1800-658 by the WhatsApp or text with your answer, name and details. And we have a nice little prize to give away to one of you on late lunch this afternoon. Good luck with that one. It's probably not too easy. Last week's was a real conundrum altogether. Let's see how you go with that one there. Ah, what about them? What about you? What about you, Eve McChrystal and Katie George Dunleavy? I spoke to Eve on the show just the other day and she was looking forward to the final event at the Paralympics today. He said there was no pressure on them and I was saying if they picked up another medal wouldn't it have been great they'd have one, two, three. A gold, a gold, another gold for the girls. The golden girls of the Olympics. Katie George Dunleavy and Eve McChrystal. I'm thrilled for them. I really am. There is going to be some homecoming with this pair at the airport. On up into Dundalk as well. I'm sure the colours will be out everywhere. And everyone will welcome uh, the duo back. What a wonderful, wonderful achievement. And congratulations to them for all from all here on LMFM Radio. They're simply, simply fantastic. It's a big day as well for lots of boys and girls out there because, yes, the Leaving Cert results out today. The grades seem to be up all round, so I'm sure there's lots of smiles and happiness. But look at whether you got 600 or 160 or 260 or whatever, you got what you got. You did your best. The die is cast. And I say it again, and I've said it each year here on the show, and I want to just make this clear again. Today is but a point in time. Points are from the Leaving Cert and they will bring people down certain roads that they love and want to be in. For others, they'll go down those roads at points and they'll stop and they'll come back and they'll go another direction. And some people will go into apprenticeships. They'll go straight into the world of work. They'll study on. You know, there's so many options. And remember in life, it just keeps changing all the time. And there's so much change in the world even today and when you think you're destined for something you can be knocked off course and go another way as well so remember that with your results today celebrate carefully enjoy them but it is really only a point in time Shauna Ennis captain of Mead ladies the day is fast approaching now the butterflies uh, getting uh, bigger or running riot in the stomach <laughs> yeah I think they definitely have been for the last few weeks now since we since we beat Cork, really, we've been looking forward to it. we've been looking forward to this day. So, look, I think all the hard training is done at this stage, and and we're just really looking forward to the day in Crow Park. When you reflect on the year and the national leagues, of course, happened first, and then you come into the championship, you got out of your group. Cork actually beat you in the group. This is the thing, uh, but you still qualified for the quarters where you got over Armagh, and then, of course, you got your revenge in Cork. There wasn't much in it in the first game, so that probably gave you confidence that you could actually clip them and make the final, did it? Yeah, look, I suppose a similar situation happened um, to us in the league. We actually lost to Kerry in the first round of the league and ended up beating them in the final. So um, losing to Cork, I suppose, by two points in an early round of the championship. Um, obviously, we were disappointed at the time, but we we would we would have loved to have gotten another crack at them. So we were delighted then in the semi-final we had that opportunity. And I think at the back of our head, we definitely believed we could beat them. The match probably didn't go exactly to plan for us until the last few seconds of normal time and then um, when we got the goal in the end to push it to extra time I think then we really pushed on I spoke to a couple of your colleagues in the afterglow of that wonderful win on the Monday and I'll ask you the same question and you touched on it there did you honestly think you were gone? I, to be honest I play, I play I spend a lot of time in the full back line so 
I, I was sort of just looking up at the clock and, and, and looking down the pitch and I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. Um, my head was just spinning at that stage and the rest of that game, majority of that game is an absolute blur. A blur turned into an absolutely wonderful few moments and then ultimately the victory. Now, following on from that, of course, you have to set your minds and settle down and prepare for this final and it's Dublin in the final and I don't have to remind you about their prowess, how good they've been in terms of ladies senior football for years and years. Do you concentrate on them? Do you look at them? Do you study them or or do you, you know, work just on your own game? Um, I think it's probably a mix of both. Um, to be honest, we, we would never put too much emphasis on, on the team we're playing. Of course, we might adapt one or two small things, but generally we just work on our own game. We have defined systems that we like to play and uh, we just work on improving those. What about in your family and your club and the community and the county and outside the county and outside the country and in the world all meet people, of course, looking forward to this coming Sunday? You know, what's the reaction been like? Are you getting lots of encouragement, uh, congratulations, best wishes? Oh, 100%. The whole, you can really feel the excitement building in the whole county. And I've gotten people talking to me about, about me ladies that I wouldn't even have imagined they would have watched one of our games. So, like, the, the excitement is really building. I think it's fantastic for ladies football in, in the county. And, um, of course, within my own family, my own club, there's huge excitement. And you can see it, it's all the green and gold around the county now. So, yeah, it's it's, it's really nice. No pressure. The young men, the miners, brought home the bacon. Will the girls make it a double? Come on, Shauna. Um, I really, really hope so. That was a great game. I watched it last weekend and I, and I was delighted for the lads. I thought they, they played really well. So, look, I really, really hope so. Obviously, it's the first for me, ladies. We've never gotten to a senior final before. So, um, we would love to make history. Now, besides football, of course, you have the small matter of a job to do and you're back at school. What about in the school there, Kilcloon? Is there great excitement among the, the youngsters? Oh, there's huge excitement. My first day back here, the place is decked out in green and gold bunting and um, all week, I think everyone's been getting so excited. Loads of the kids are going to the game and uh, <laughs> and there's great talk about it. So you can't really escape it anywhere you go. I take it everybody got their tickets. There was some mess, wasn't there, when they went on sale last week? Yeah, there was. There was a little bit of a mess, all right. Um, whether for good or for bad, maybe it drew a bit more attention to the occasion. But um, I think everyone is sorted now at this stage. And I, I just hope we have a really big meet contingent up there because, you know, the dubs will bring, bring a lot of support with them. Now, you've played in many big games and, of course, you've made your way through the ranks. You've won at each level up to senior, National League titles, etc. Is this the pinnacle? Of course. But when anyone starts playing football, this is this is as good as it gets to be in a senior All-Ireland final. You can't get any higher than that. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be, I suppose, it's definitely going to be the highlight of my playing career to date and, and hopefully it has a happy ending. Are you thinking about you lifting the cup making the speech or do you just have to put that to the back of your mind no I think you have to I think you have to put that to the back of your mind a little bit I think you really need to just focus on the game and then we can worry about we can worry about after the game when the final whistle blows and when you run out on the hallowed turf as very few get the opportunity to do you have to say over a a career in football to be in an All-Ireland senior final is there nerves in the stomach are you just ready to go and then when you get into it does it all suddenly disappear how does it work for you Shauna? 
Yeah, well, I think having played in Crow Park a few times now over the last couple of years, it's, it's definitely been helpful. I know the first time we would have played there um, in 2018 against Tyrone, you could you could feel the nerves in the dressing room, and I was definitely really, really nervous as well. But I think, um, I think that thing of Crow Park has been taken away a little bit now. Um, of course, I'll be nervous the morning of and the night before. But usually then when the ball is thrown in, you sort of have to forget about it and you just settle into your game. You could be playing anywhere. Well, Shauna, it's great to catch a word with you at this late stage. The final is imminent. And anyway, Shauna, thank you so much for joining me. We're all with you all the way. The build-up continues here on LMFM Radio right up to Sunday. And the big match, of course, is the centrepiece of Sunday Sport with David Sheehan. I wish you, your team... Everybody concerned with the Mead ladies, all the very best. Good luck on Sunday. We're all rooting for you. Thanks so much. Thank you. And we will be looking ahead to the big game itself with David Sheehan after three on late lunch this afternoon. When I'm used, I'm useless. When offered, nearly always rejected. In desperation, I'm often expressed. What am I? That's your riddle on Friday. It's not a condom. No, that's not the answer. That's not right. Uh, it's proving problematic. I see a few there that have got it as well. But if you want to give it a go, a riddle today for a wee prize from late lunch, LMFM, let us know the answer with your name and details. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. i got a lovely message. I have to read it to you. I was uh, mentioning before news at two there that big day for leaving search students today. There'll be celebrations. There'll be tears of joy. There'll be disappointment as well. That's part and parcel of life. But I did say it's only a marker in time in life. It's significant, I won't take away from it, but it's not the be all and end all by any means at all. Listen to this, just to say Jerry, you're so right regarding the leave insert. It doesn't have to be all that's wished for. My son uh, became an apprentice plumber first and he did very well, was doing well money wise. He decided then to go to Australia for a year. Out there he got working with machinery, driving diggers and doing a bit of farming as well. Now he's 30. He's back home here in Ireland and he's doing plant hire plumbing and farming. He's leased some land. He has 30 head of cattle. So leave insert is only a guideline. Oh, you're so right. Uh, just wanted to say that today. It's not the be all and end all. It may be the start of new beginnings, just like it was for my son. Isn't that a lovely message? I don't know who you are. Thank you indeed. Lovely to hear he's doing well and continued success. Just look at myself. I've changed tag I'd say it even this age and I am an age <laughs> what do you want to be I'm still not sure <laughs> anyway I'm here and have been by accident for a few years now every afternoon and I just love every single minute of it and did I ever think I'd end up here never not on your life and remember that it's life are shifting sands and they shift all the time for all of us just remember that this afternoon and again I say to the leaving sets enjoy your day enjoy your evening but mind yourselves take care do take care yes we're 32 years young on LMFM radio today 32 years ago the 3rd of September the station officially went on the air Sheila Maloney I'd say you've been listening Sheila from the very start great fan of the station wishing us well and also wishing a happy 18th anniversary to our daughter Karen and husband Barry this afternoon nice to hear from you on the show Friday I wanted to now laugh on Friday and I've gone back to one that I simply adore myself and I hope you enjoy it too um, I've, we've heard it before on late lunch but it's a good while ago since we did anyway 
Agnes Brown, Mrs. Brown's boys. You know, it's she's Marmite, isn't she? To some, some absolutely love her, others don't at all. But I have to say, Brendan O'Carroll in this sketch, I rate it as comedy genius. I'll set the scene for you. Cathy, Mrs. Brown's daughter, has been uh, working on a qualification in counselling uh, part-time. And she has to do some practical experience. And lo and behold, there's an issue in the Brown family. So... She gathers the uh, warring parties and, of course, Agnes is there as well. And, well, look, have a listen to what happens with the counselling. Picking counselling? No counselling in my day. You must be joking. Me and your father had a problem. We couldn't run off to a counsellor. No way, Jose. We sorted out ourselves, like adults, into a room on our own. And I knocked the shite out of him. <laughs> We didn't need a counsellor. We needed a book and referee. Well, we're nearly ready to get started. <laughs> oh, don't mind me. I'm just a fly on the wall. A fly on the wall. <laughs> Mammy, I think everybody would be more comfortable if you weren't here. Would they? To pity everybody doesn't pay the book and rent. <laughs> All right, but Mammy. What? Please don't interfere. Fly, wall, me. <laughs> okay, then. Let's begin. The badges. <laughs> We're all supposed to have badges. Badges? Yeah, badges, you know. You all have a badge. My name is Agnes. I am a book and lunatic. <laughs> No, Mammy, you don't get badges. No, you do, love. You get badges in these things. I see nothing to tell you. Everyone gets a badge. No, you don't, Mammy, and that's the end of it. Fine. You forgot the badges. <laughs> now, I have stickers upstairs if you want. Please. I'm just trying to help you out of your badge situation. I don't have a badge situation. Obviously, because you don't have fucking badges. <laughs> Would you shut up about the damn badges? I did not forget the badges. We're just not having badges. Badges would be pointless in this situation because we don't need them. God sake, Cathy, calm down. <laughs> You're making a big thing out of nothing. Do you need a badge, Maria? No, you need a badge. I don't need a badge. We don't need the badges. Book your badges. <laughs> Maria, what do you Miss. think started all of Miss. this? Miss. <laughs> Mummy, is this you not interfering? No, it's me looking for me left arm. <laughs> Mummy, the floor is yours. The whole book and house is mine. Don't go. <laughs> I just want to say that this is Dermot's home. So? Dermot should go first. Mummy, it doesn't matter who goes first. Let's start with Dermot. No, Mummy, I will not start with Dermot. Now, if you don't mind, there's a system for doing this. Is there? Then how come it doesn't matter who goes first? I beg your pardon? You can't have system and doesn't matter in the same sentence. Imagine if that was a system for flying aeroplanes. And the pilot come in into land. Oh, <laughs> excuse me, Captain. Captain, whatever your name is, because we've no fucking badges. <laughs> and the wheel's down. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a nice way to start your two weeks in Fungarola? Do you know what, Mummy? What? You do this every time. Oh, don't exaggerate, Captain. I never flew an airplane in my booking life. <laughs> You mess everything up when I try to do my own thing. Oh, you're getting paranoid. Am I? Well, what about Teddy Brannigan? Oh, you've gone very quiet now, Mammy. 
Feeling a bit guilty, are we? Certainly not. Teddy Brannigan. Hey, Jesus, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was, Mammy, but you still remember it, don't oh, you? Oh, I remember, all right. You were 16 years of age. Not a titty to your name. I was going to get you glasses at the time just so people didn't know which way you were fucking facing. <laughs> Neighbours used to say, oh, here's Cathy with the two backs. <laughs> Teddy Brannigan used to go up and down our road at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> If you ever got a motorbike, he'd be booking dangerous. <laughs> and you running behind him with the helmet on you. I was in love. Love my arse. What would you know about love at 16 years of age? Especially to a tug like that. He was not a tug. He was a tug. He walked around this place like a hard man. <laughs> Mummy, if you had your way, I'd never get a man. Well, it would help if you'd stop booking and letter shooting him. <laughs> I saved you. You saved me? Don't try and thank me now. <laughs> I've no intention of thanking you. I don't know what you're talking about. You wouldn't have been happy. Well, I'm not happy now. Well, maybe you should be talking to yourself and leave them two alone. <laughs> this is a waste of time. Fine. It's not just Teddy Brannigan, is it, Mammy? No. No man I ever meet will be good enough for you, will he? Where's me violin? <laughs> I'm going to my room. Go to your room. I'm staying oh. here. Oh! Jesus! How could you do that? How could you beat your mother? I brushed you off you. You beat me. Oh, my God, it's gone dead. <laughs> oh, God, it's gone. It's spreading. It's spreading. Okay. Oh, my God, I can't turn right. Oh, gee. I'm going. Go! Walk out that door. Don't turn around now. This is ridiculous. Kathy! Kathy! Don't bring me up them fucking stairs! You saw that. She fucking attacked me. This is all because she forgot the... <laughs> yeah, she forgot the badges. <laughs> oh, my God almighty. I have to say, you know, what a funny sketch that was from Mrs. Brown's boys. Genius indeed. Brilliantly written and wonderfully delivered. And... Uh, I laugh every time, every single time I listen back to it. Anyway, Mrs. Brown's boys, uh, a massive success for Brendan O'Carroll and still tipping along and expected to return uh, when uh, the situation allows. And hopefully that will be sooner rather than later. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. You heard Agnes there. Yes, didn't you hear her? Taking the words from this classic. Yes, it's Gloria Gaynor. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. 
My next guest is dancing since she was knee high to a grasshopper. She's a world and international champion. She was one of the professionals in the last series of Dancing with the Stars in 2020, where she held on to Brian Dowling for seven weeks. What a miracle that was. But she's swapping the ballroom for hell. Yes, ultimate hell. Laura Nolan, hello. Hi, lovely to talk to you. You too. Well, I'm sitting here scratching my head thinking, Laura, what's got into you? To be honest, I'm here scratching my own head thinking, what did get into You know what? I don't know. Do you know what? I've asked myself that question many times um, and I'm still trying to figure out the answer. However, no, really what it was, was when I got asked to do it, I said, Jesus, that's... Initially, I thought it wasn't going to be that bad until they actually sent me what it was. And I was looking down and I was like, oh, my God, could I do this? But you know what? It was a challenge and I love a challenge. And I'm such an adventurous person and I like to always risk and try new things. So in that sense, it was perfect. And that's really why I did it. Now, listen, I was talking to Rory O'Connor recently as well on another matter. And we just mentioned this. And, you know, Rory was part of the team there. You met him, you've struck up relationships with the boys and the girls. You're a tight crew, I believe. But Rory honestly said to me, Jerry, I nearly died. Yeah, do you know what? It was the toughest thing that I've ever done in my life. And there was moments that I thought that I actually wouldn't get through. And to be honest, yes, I did think... I actually thought at one stage that I was going to die, but I had to keep telling myself at the same time, it's a TV show. They can't let me die on TV. (laughs) And that's really what got me through it, keeping that in my head, thinking to myself, they won't let me die. I will not drown. Because there were certain moments that I actually thought I physically couldn't get through and that I would just like, that would be at the end of me. Mm. I said, "Next, next of all, you'll see headlines Dancing with the star pro dancer dies in the middle of hell week. I was thinking, oh, that's me done. No, that's me finished. But no, I'm still here on the other side, which is the most important thing. Come through, thank God you have. Tell me this, like, with what you do, you're a very fit young woman. And did that fitness, did it count? Do you feel it counted in getting you through? It was a different type of fitness. So obviously I had to do a certain amount of training beforehand in a different way. You know, I would have a lot of cardio um, and endurance. However, there was also a lot of lifting and things like that. And I knew that there was going to be some of those challenges. So I did try to um, train a little bit for it. But I don't think no matter what training I would have done would have prepared me for what was in there because you know it wasn't only a physical thing there was mental challenges as well and it was the fact that we had hardly any sleep we hardly anything to eat so all of that adding up it made every challenge and every physical challenge even harder and so and I, Laura just on 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 the um the battle of the sexes for a moment you know you have the boys and the girls I take it those putting you through your paces didn't get, give a damn whether you were man woman or child No that's it equality is everything in there and they really don't care if you're man woman strong weak they don't care. So everything that the men lifted, we had to lift as well. Now, in fairness, a lot of the stuff would have been group challenges, you know, where we had to all lift maybe something extremely heavy. Um, 
but we would still have to do it as a group. So yes, we would try to position the men in where it might be a little bit heavier, but still there was no um, difference in weight in anything. And that's in, unfortunately in, in places, it was very difficult for me because obviously I wouldn't be able to lift the same weight as Rory O'Connor, for example, or Peter Stringer. Mm. So but yet in other things, I would have been stronger, you know, with regards to the endurance side of things and also um, like some mental things I might have been a little bit better at. So we all we all helped each other. And I think that's how we got through it is be really like working as a group. And now, to be honest, it's like we've gone through hell together. It's like going through war and you have your soldiers beside you. And we have this strong bond now between us that I don't think will ever be broken. You know, it's one thing that it's such an unusual experience because you're going through this seriously weird situation where you're brought down and stripped back. And then you have these people by your side who are helping you get through it. So you definitely create a bond and help each other. Mm, That's lovely to hear. Did you surprise yourself in a way? Because look at through your life, I mentioned your dancing since you were a tot and you've had many challenges. You've had to commit yourself. You've had massive success. You've had the disappointments as well. But in terms of, you know, what you've gone through with this, did it amaze you a little bit? Are you tougher than you thought? Absolutely. I knew I was strong, but I didn't think I would be as strong as what I was. I think it's not until you're in that group situation where you're seeing yourself react and you're seeing others react and how they take it. And you start to say to yourself, geez, I'm actually stronger than what I thought. I knew I'd be stronger than people thought I was, but I actually surprised myself as well like of course through the years in dancing you do get a lot of knocks it's like any sport you know you have to take with the ups with the downs but to get to the top there's going to be a lot of downs and you need to be able to push through that mentally and physically and just get yourself to these places so I think that stood to me because I was able to dig deep and I did it before but this was a different level of deep you know you Mm. actually thought that you you, there was no more there was Mm. no end I didn't realize how many days and how many hours there was in a day until mm. we were in there. I was like, oh, now there's 24 hours in a day, you know? But um, yeah, 100%, I definitely um, sur- surprised myself and I think I'm going to shock a lot of people as well. Oh, great stuff. I just see Stephanie, a tweet there from Stephanie Roach. I'm rooting around here. And again, she says, I thought I'd die. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry, Laura. You know what I mean? <laughs> But, uh... Yeah, you know what? It did. It's something that you did cross your mind. But you know what? I think it was more in the sense that everyone had it in the back of their mind. Yeah. And you had to keep it in the back of your mind. Mm. I feel like I'm going to die. But will they actually let me die? <laughs> Maybe not. And I think that's actually what got us a lot of us through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was a common thread in, in all of your minds. Come back to you. And I, I've mentioned a couple of yeah. times you started off with this. What were you, three years of age? Your mammy uh, yeah. started you on the road towards, uh, and you're, you're uh, in a, a, a proponent, of course, and brilliant at ballroom, Latin and ballet. You credit your mam's influence as being really significant in your career. Oh, absolutely. You know, she was the one who started me off and she was a great dancer herself. So she really understood what it took to be a champion. And thankfully, I'm so lucky to my parents, like that I have my parents because they really gave everything that they possibly could to get me to the top. You know, to get to a top of any sport or any level, you need to have people and a family that was prepared to sacrifice things for you. And I was luckily lucky enough to have that. And even my brothers, they really helped me along the way and pushed me and really 
wanted me and believed in me and mm. um, and sure my mom like when I was when I was going through the years dancing we'd be in the kitchen at home and she'd be going through different things at me and everything that's really where my love for dance blossomed in my kitchen ah lovely lovely and so uh, close with your mom and bringing it all back home too I was just looking at your your partners through the years and and mm. you spend a lot of time with Luca uh, Luca uh, Mastro Pietro yeah. and then yeah. you went on was it uh, Stanislav Wakem next and Alice Sandro yeah. Bosco in yeah, that yeah. order. I want to ask you about this, about partnerships mm-hmm. and striking up a partnership. Um, you know, what is the essence of a successful partnership? Does it does it do you click quickly or is it developed over time? Well, obviously when you start to dance with somebody, you're looking at heights and body proportions and things like that. Obviously, a physical look is also important to a couple. But you know, it's when it comes to when you get to that older category, when you start to really look at it and really want to start competing in the world, you're also looking at people's commitment, people's determination, what they're prepared to do, their talent, their ambition, and obviously body weights and like body height, everything like all of that kind of all all adds in to make a good partnership. And of course, do you need to be similar in personality? Uh, you know, is that a help too? And of course, you've got to commit. Absolutely. That's the thing. Yeah, I have a lot of partnerships where you don't get that commitment from both sides. So therefore, it's not going to work. You need to have somebody just as uh, just as ambitious as yourself, who's prepared to put in the hours and practice, who's prepared to dedicate their life to it, who's prepared to put travelling and, you know, teaching and all of this to the forefront of their career and not put it as a, se- a secondary thing. And um, when it comes to, you know, dedication and that, that's where a lot, of, a lot of partnerships won't work because you have somebody who wants to, you know, dance a little bit more, practice a bit more. And then obviously personalities, you need to be able to communicate and communication is a huge thing in any partnership and in any relationship. So if you can't communicate and if you're already at that loss, you're never going to be able to be successful because you'll just have, you'll be knocking on each other's heads from the start, mm-hmm. you know. And do you know, do you sense both of you, you know, all good things come to an end and of course partnerships change. Yes. When, when that day arrives, is it, is it nearly obvious that it's time to say goodbye? Yeah, I suppose every every couple is different. You can't say that it's like any relationship is different, but sometimes it it has a natural end. Like you just understand that it's time to finish. In my last uh, partnership with Alessandra Bosco, it was myself personally. I had I'd come to that conclusion in my own head, you know that. I, I have competed for many years. I have um, dedicated so many years and time of my life. And now it was time to obviously change paths. I had been competing for over 20 years um, and I just found it was time for me to do something different. Mm. And Dancing with the Stars, of course, you uh, joined the team there for the 2020 series and thank God it was all done and dusted before the pandemic happened. Brian Dowling, I mentioned you went to week seven with. What was that like for you being a a professional on such a high profile show? Crazy, crazy. (laughs) You know, one of the most amazing things about it was that People knew that I was a dancer in Ireland for many years, but unfortunately it's not a sport which is televised. So therefore they knew I was a dancer, but didn't really know what I was doing. But 
going on Dancing with the Stars, they finally saw me in action and saw what I was about. And the whole experience of it really opened different doors for me and started to give me a different side of dance that I hadn't explored before. So it was a crazy experience, but absolutely amazing at the same time. Hopefully it'll be back, please God. And you'd like to be part of the next series, I take it? Absolutely, absolutely. Hopefully it's back and... um, if it is, Jesus, I'd be so looking forward to it. <laughs> but listen, you've many strings to your bow. And I, I, you know, while you're with me, I think of all the children who have been denied dance and the arts yeah. and stage and everything. You, I don't have to tell you, you mix in this circle as well. It's been devastating, hasn't it? It's been absolutely devastating. Not only for, you know, dance classes or any type of sport for children. It lets them communicate with others. It brings their creativity it's great for like sports, athletic side of things. There's so many different elements to it, which is which is beneficial for children and for them not to have that. It's just absolutely devastating. And the faster it gets back, the better. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah. But you've been uh, busy turning your hands to other things. RTE Kids this year, you're very popular. Yes, yes it was brilliant. That was so good, you know, to, to just inspire some children to keep fit, keep going and to bring a little bit of fun into their days. That was absolutely fantastic. I loved doing that. I love teaching children. I love inspiring the next generation of dancers. So that was definitely a plus. And then obviously I was uh, going through hell at the same time as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? You're just lovely. I thank you for joining me today. And you know, I'm going to tell you honestly, Rory uh, is a very good friend of ours and we're going to be rooting for him. He's in the boys, but you know something, Laura? We're rooting for you with the girls when it starts oh, next Wednesday. Thanks. You're our I number hope one. I make you proud. Ah, <laughs> you will. Number you will. one. That's it. <laughs> I am number one in the show. So hopefully, I'll come out your number one by uh, the end of it. Please God, you will. Anyway, just to remind listeners to late lunch today that it all begins next Wednesday, September the eighth, at half past nine on RTE1 tune in follow Laura follow Rory and all the crew it's going to be a roller coaster of a ride for sure good luck to you with everything thank you for joining me on the show today thank you for having me thanks not so at much. all god bless you take care now that's the lovely Laura Nolan there world and international champion ballroom dancer from Dancing with the Stars and taking part in Ultimate Hell Week I couldn't do it I honestly couldn't do it but I wish them all well and we'll be tuned in when Wednesday next, 9.30. Didn't come as a surprise to me, to be honest with you, because this has been talked about for some time and we talked about it way back in late lunch when there was a straw in the wind that it might happen. But you do know at this stage that ABBA are coming back together. A new album is on the way and they're going to perform, not in person, but using really these avatar images of themselves. Uh, Watch this space for this. It's something completely different. And again, they're showing unique type of thinking here and what they're planning to do. Uh, It'll be staged in London uh, over the coming months. But anyway, they're back with a new album. And by God, I just say to myself, why is it taking them so long? Uh, There was a lot of tension, of course, uh, between all parties. But obviously, detente has broken out and now they're back together. They've been in studio they're working and I heard a clip actually of uh, one of the new songs and they're absolutely beautiful so with that in mind I have to say uh, next week it has to be yes ABBA will be my artist of the week next week I've never done this before but they will be my
my artist of the week all next week. I'm going to wrap up on Oasis this week. What a difference between the Gallagher's and ABBA. My God, it's like night and day, isn't it? But anyway, it's ABBA. Back together. Let's remind ourselves of their brilliance. Does your mother know? She should. Always tell her. Let her know where you're going. Your mammy needs to know. She'll worry about you. She will. She will. ABBA they're coming back with a new album the concert my god it's something else to look forward to them isn't it really weren't they just phenomenal in their day that one released in uh, April the 27th of April 1979 does your mother know it only made number one in one country you'd never guess which country it was number one in not in Sweden their home country not in the UK not in the States the big charts La Belgique Belgium, that song was number one in the only country it was number one in across Europe or the world. It made number four in the UK and 19 in the United States. That was its charting. Anyway, look, they had so many number ones and massive hits. You're going to hear about them, all about them, next week here on Late Lunch with me because they will be ABBA, my artists of the week. Now, the riddle on Friday, I'll read it for the last time. When I'm used, I'm useless. When offered, nearly always rejected. In desperation, I'm often expressed. What am I? The answer I'm looking for is an excuse. An excuse was the answer. And thank you to everybody who sent us in answers and many, many right ones, ultimately. Anyway, our wee prize today is heading for Kilmessin. Mary Montague, well done to you. You're the winner of the riddle this Friday on Late Lunch. Congratulations. Uh, two bingo books for St. Nicholas Monster Bingo. €20,000. These books are worth €100 each. And my question was... The nickname for the number, the nickname is Jump and Jive for 35. Jump and Jive is the nickname I was looking for. The number is 35. And we've had lots and lots of people looking to play the bingo with the Knicks on Sunday at 5 o'clock on the Rat Mullen Road. And going along today on Late Lunch will be Paula McDonnell and Martina Martin. Well done to both of you. You win those bingo books today. Now, I'll bring the curtain down on my Artists of the Week. Yes, Oasis all this week. And I've been reflecting on the week and I don't think there's ever been a band like them, to be honest with you. Yes, musically, they were and remain highly influential. Probably the band of the 90s, you'd have to say. But it's nothing to do with music when I think like this. It's the mayhem that afflicted and followed them always. Why was this? You'd have to say brilliance, verging on the edge of insanity... It often epitomises genius, I have to say. But money, drugs, women, fame, rock and roll, all combined with the brotherly conflict that was never far from the surface between the Gallagher's. Yes, the Gallagher's endured and delivered a never-ending roller coaster of a ride for almost two decades for themselves and for those holding a watching brief. Yet they leave, as I said, a legacy of music and songs that have and will always stand the test of time. Today I'm going to play out with an Oasis song and it's from their second album, What's the Story, Morning Glory. It's one of their most popular songs about an imaginary friend who's going to come and save you from yourself. What a pity the Gallagher's didn't do it. They could have done with this person, couldn't they? Here we go. And after all, you're going to be the one that saves me. 
wonder wall it rhymes with Fianna Fáil doesn't it it does that's where the comparisons end that's the uh, end of Oasis my artist of the week on late lunch for this week and it is confirming uh, ahead of the time ABBA next week will feature as my artist of the week Friday afternoon let's have a look at the sporting weekend and joining me today is our presenter of Sunday Sport on LMFM Radio David Sheehan hi David how are you doing Jerry thanks for joining me on the show today to uh, look at the uh, sporting weekend now let's begin this evening at uh, the windmill Road venue in Drogheda. You'll be there yourself bringing us the coverage from Drogheda against Sligo. A draw last time they played in Drogheda. Drogheda went to Sligo and won a big win after the break and they lock horns again this evening. What's your thoughts? Yeah, well, Jerry, like Drogheda beat Sligo down and Sligo first came back after the mid-season break. It was a 2-1 win. It was a really impressive performance from them. That seems like a long time ago now. Drogheda only taken about 11 points from a possible 33 since that restart and they lost. Four games on the bounce uh, going into that game against five games on the bounce rather going into that game against Bildock, the last of which they won two one. Obviously, it was an emotional night there, but that was a really important win for Charlie just to stop the rot a little bit and to kind of keep them just above keep their head just above water towards the, the bottom end of the table because as the stands are in sixth place, thirty three points, they're they're not quite being sucked into a relegation battle. But that win against Bildock was really important just to kind of get the confidence back into the side. You know, when Mark Doyle got two goals, he hadn't been uh, in great goal-scoring form of late. So for him to get those two goals as well in the absence of Chris Lyons was really important. So tonight against Sligo, like Sligo were on a terrible run themselves. They've lost four in a row in the league. So their confidence will be pretty low as well. So they brought in a few new players. They've lost Jordan Gibson. So it'll be a really interesting game. From Drogheda's point of view, Chris Lyons is still doubtful. I'm not sure he's going to be back tonight. But um, that win against them, Doc, they say, will have given them a little bit of a boost and they'll be hoping to, to repeat that away win against Sligo on home ground tonight. I'm going to go for a, a 1-0 draw to win. Now, you've mentioned the dog a couple of times. They go to the southeast this evening to take on a resurgent Waterford who are in great form and threw in the cup to the last eight like Dundalk. I, I think they won in Dundalk when Dundalk were going through the horrors. But Vinnie Pert's side, they need to start picking up results. Yeah, this is this is a huge game for, for, for Dundalk. I mean... Looking at the table, they're in the bottom two by dint of that defeat against Strahada recently. They're absolutely decimated with injuries. Um, like we, we see the team news for tonight. They're expecting Daniel Kelly to maybe be back. But Sahibo is out. Patrick McElhenney is out. David McMillan is out. Brian Garland is out. There are doubts over Dara Leahy, over Daniel Cleary, Michael Duffy. Uh, Roy Bistarkovskis and Sonny Nadasad are still away in international duty. So Dundalk are absolutely decimated. And they're playing a Waterford side, as you mentioned there. They won four of their last five games. They're in an incredible form since Mark Burcham has come in. It's down in Waterford. They're expecting the big crowd in. I saw the owner this week trying to drum up uh, a bit of interest in ticket sales to get everybody back in. They're hoping to have about 2,000, I think, in there tonight. Um, so that's a real six-pointer. You would never have thought that at the beginning of the season that Dundalk and Waterford would be a relegation scrap, certainly from Dundalk's point of view. But that's a massive game. I mean, Dundalk still have two games in hand over Waterford, who are just above them in the table. But it's a huge game, and as I said, Dundalk are really, really stretched at this point in time with injuries. Uh, so it's going to be a really difficult game for them, and I, I would fear for them tonight, to be honest. So you're opting for Waterford? I think Waterford will do it, yeah. I just think the form they're in at the moment, the way Dundalk are going with the injuries and the form they're in, I mean, you know, Dundalk are, are, have lost three of their last four in the league and their last three on the spin, and their next two away, the next two games are away from home as well. Uh, so it's it's going to be a really difficult and challenging time for Dundalk and for Vinnie Perth. So I would worry I would worry about their chances of getting a result tonight. I must say. 
Let's move to international soccer and I don't even want to contemplate what happened earlier in the week in Portugal. Such a devastating blow at the end of the game to lose that match. Now they have a quick opportunity to get back on track. They've won no game so far. Three losses in the World Cup qualification campaign. No better visitors than Azerbaijan tomorrow. Yeah, you'd like to think that um, they'd be able to get themselves back on the on the horse and get that win tomorrow against Azerbaijan. I mean, the game you mentioned during the week, it's probably the first time that there's been really clear evidence that this Stephen Kenny plan is, is starting to come together and that the style of football is is something that can work. I mean, the fact that they conceded the penalty so early on, I mean, that would have been a that would have been a real a real boon for people that are, are criticising Stephen Kenny because it was such an unnecessary penalty to give away. Uh, but they got away with it. It was a great save from Bazunu. Um, so, you know, they, they were very unlucky in that game, as we know. They, they they played really well. They played some really nice football. The move that actually led to the goal that the, the corner came from was a lovely bit of play, interplay between the, the midfielders, and they set Connolly away down the left, and he got in for the shot and was saved. But they, they did play some really good football. It's the first time I can remember watching Ireland in a long time where I actually was enjoying watching, watching them play and what they were trying to do, you know. Um, however... If they don't get a win tomorrow, the knives will be out again for Stephen Kenny. It's all well and good putting in a, a good performance away against Portugal, which was a very impressive display, as we said. But they have to get the win tomorrow because you can say what you like about performances and you know guts and everything else, but they really need to get the win tomorrow. And it's going to be a much more you know difficult game for them in many ways because they're going to have all of the ball and they're going to need to show that creativity that they showed in patches against Portugal. But they're going to have probably... 70% plus possession against Azerbaijan so, or you would hope so anyway so it's, it's really important that they get the win just to kind of build on that, that performance that we got against Portugal during the week you'd have to back them to get the win but it's, it's really important that they do and I'm sure Stephen Kenny will be, will be anxious that they maybe get an early goal to settle them down and the crowd back in the Aviva as well so hopefully that will help them Now let's uh, finish off today with GAA and what a Sunday it's going to be you're presenting Sunday Sport as usual and the centrepiece is the Ladies Senior Football Championship Final from Croke Park Meath against Dublin do you give the Royal County girls a chance? I think it's going to be really difficult I think it's going to be really really difficult for them Jerry. I mean for all of the the brilliant sort of scenes we saw after the semi-final against Cork and, and the build-up that we've had for the last couple of weeks and I've seen countless videos and clubs putting up signs and, and, and bunting going up all over the place as well around the county. Like, it's been fantastic. Um, and, and in a way, really, whether they win or they don't on Sunday, it, this has been a fantastic season for me. I mean, to come up from intermediate and get straight to a final and senior, I don't think that's ever been done before. I was looking at it and I was asking a few people who would know and nobody, nobody seemed to think that it had been done before. So, the season has been a massive success for them regardless. But, of course, they're in a final now. They'll want to go up there and give a good account of themselves and, and, and try and get the win. Dublin are a serious outfit. They're going for five in a row. This is their eighth successive All-Ireland final. They've named their team. They're bringing back in Sinead Goldrick and Carla Rowe back into the starting lineup. We didn't start the last day. Sinead Goldrick is seven All-Stars. That will tell you the level of player you're dealing with here. So, um, it's going to be really tough. I saw Mick Bowen, the Dublin manager, talking during the week about how you know they never come up against a team like me before in terms of the style of play. So I got a little bit worried when I when I heard them talking me up like that because you do know that they're taking me seriously. They're not going to get caught as Cork arguably were at the end of the last day, maybe just took their foot off the, the gas a little bit and got caught with those two late goals. That dramatic finale that was described brilliantly by Brendan Cummins. But Dublin are, are serious up are serious opponents and uh, I think it's going to be very difficult for me. They're 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 going to have a much harder edge than any team Meath have played so far. They're going to be much more physical than any team Meath have played. Now, Meath have their own skills and their own players and they play a really exciting brand of football. 
but I think it's going to be taking off my green and gold hat for a moment. I think it's going to be a real challenge. I think it's going to be a tough, a tough one for him to, to, to try and get the win. It will be will be difficult against the team of Dublin's experience. Well, there you have it. Sunday sport. You got to join David and the crew Sunday afternoon from two thirty. The final is the centerpiece. David Sheehan, thank you so much for joining us on late lunch today. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, Sunday Sport with the big game from Croke Park and we wish Drogheda and Dundalk and the Irish international team all the very best in their uh, joust this weekend and let's hope they all bring home the bacon. Anyway, that's a lot on late lunch for another week. I want to say a big thank you to all of our guests who joined us on the show. To you, our listeners, who are with us every day of the week. Thank you so much indeed. To the brilliant Brian Farley, who guided me safely through the week. Thanks a million, Brian, as always. Eddie Caffrey is coming next with The Drive. Have a nice weekend. The weather's a little mixed for sure to get nice in the early days next week again. But look, make the most of it no matter what it is. Anyway, autumn is well set in at this stage. Take care of yourselves the weekend. Enjoy it. And do come back on Monday. We're back from 1.30 Monday afternoon with a brand new week of Late Lunch. We'll see you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Drada, Dundalk and Cavan. Let Blackstone Motors find the perfect car for you. With over 300 cars to choose from, we have the biggest selection of pre-owned cars in Drada, Dundalk and Cavan. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie for more details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.